Welcome to the Take Action Now Summit. You will discover groundbreaking strategies for personal and business growth with leading experts and innovators. Today, transform forward. Step into 2024 with confidence. Strengthen your network, build relationships, and develop awareness and skills. Join our 21 world-class speakers and experience inspiration, hope for your future, and an elevation of your ambitions. Inspired Choices Network, our summit hosts, are excited to have you here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Setting Your Internal GPS for Success. Let me start by asking you a question. What, what do you feel, how do you feel when you look in the mirror? Do you like what you see? Or is your reflection a little bit clouded by some self-judgment? Do you have a, hey, response to your reflection, or is it more like, huh? If you're like a lot of people I speak with, that second group is really, really normal. And we're going to talk about that today. See, we get bombarded from all sides with information about what we're supposed to look like, what size we're supposed to be, how much we're supposed to weigh, what kind of career we're supposed to have, how to define success. And so we end up taking paths that aren't actually meant for us. We try to cram ourselves into a mold that doesn't fit us at all. It's like someone who hates eating meat or fish or eggs or avocados trying to do a keto diet. It's kind of absurd, right? I, I saw a meme once that said, dieting is easy. It's like riding a bike and the bike is on fire and the ground is on fire and everything's on fire because you're in hell. I think that sums it up pretty well. I'm a health coach, so my topic today is going to be directed at health-related topics, but the truth is the tools I'm going to give you in this talk today are applicable to every area of your life, whether that's personal development, professional growth, entrepreneurship, or your health. So many clients come to me to lose weight, and they put so much stock in that number on the scale, but let me tell you something important. That number only defines your relationship with gravity at a specific moment in time. It doesn't show you anything about your intelligence, the amazing gifts you bring into the world, or any of your other special qualities. That number is simply data. But it carries so much emotional baggage along with it. So why is that? It's because we've been told to believe that our life will somehow be better when that number is smaller when we fit into those special genes, when we have that shape that you see in the magazines. Every product you see is advertising that this is the solution to all your problems, as if there's something wrong with you and only this thing is gonna fix it. So we buy into this program and we try this product and we keep failing over and over and over, thinking there's something wrong with us, when in fact those products and those programs are set up to make you fail. This whole idea that I'll be happy when I lose those 10 pounds, I fit into those clothes, I look a certain way, are keeping you stuck, unhappy, and supporting, by the way, a $130 billion diet industry. Do you know that that number has more than doubled in the last two years? And yet, obesity rates in North America are skyrocketing past 40%. Even childhood obesity rates are over 25%. If all of those products and programs worked so well, why are those the results we get? 
It's because they're not creating solutions for you. They're creating new customers. We keep trying these things thinking it's going to be the answer. And it's almost like an addiction because we're looking for a, a way to hack our metabolism or our biology or a quick fix that's going to set us up. And that applies also to the six-figure get-rich-quick schemes as well as your health. The truth is that your mind is what controls the actions that you take. It's your mind that convinces you what to eat, what to drink, how to move your body, whether to move your body. The things that we feed our subconscious mind are implanted there, and the subconscious's job is to create your reality based on what you tell it. So if you continue to tell it how fat you are, how unhappy you are, how unsuccessful you are, it's going to set out to make sure that you're right. So I'll ask you again, how do you feel when you look in the mirror? What do you say to that reflection when you look in the mirror? This is really important. Let me tell you a story about one of my clients. We'll call her Mary. She came to me because she felt almost desperate to lose weight. And in the first meeting, she said, I never look in the mirror. I'm so disgusted by what I see. I just can't stand to look at myself. She was so unhappy with her body and the stories that she told herself. She allowed her inner bully to berate her and convince her that she wasn't worthy of the things she wanted in life. The emotions were too difficult to face, so she stuffed them down with junk food and too much wine. And when she wasn't doing those things to quiet that voice, she was using all of her spare time to look after her son, who is severely disabled. Now, that sounds very noble, and yes, she is a good mother, but she was also using that as an excuse to hide behind because taking care of herself felt selfish. She didn't feel worthy of it. So when she came to me, I said, have any of those diets ever worked for you? She said, no. I said, are you willing to try something different? She said, well, okay. So we started out with a five-minute habit, which, by the way, is what all of my clients do, because most people set out to make sweeping changes that are far too great, far too difficult, far too complicated to actually allow you to be successful, because guess what? That's the marketing you get driven into your head day after day. So with Mary, I asked her to spend five minutes a day listening to that conversation, that monologue in her head and writing down what she heard, doing her best not to judge any of it. A couple of weeks later when we met, I was astounded. She was in tears as she read some of these things to me and said, oh my gosh, it's no wonder I feel the way I do. I would never talk to another person like that. So once we started that habit and we brought awareness to that inner monologue, we just started to make some smaller changes and those built on each one built on the one before. And after six months, I'm happy to tell you that not only did she lose the weight she wanted to lose and fit into the clothes that she wanted to fit into, but there were some other amazing changes. Her life blossomed into a beautiful shining example of what self-care really should look like. She was happy to cook healthier meals and she fell in love with exercise. And now she loves the person she sees in the mirror. And even better, her whole family dynamic changed. Her son, as I said, is disabled. He used to fight tooth and nail about doing his physiotherapy. And when he saw how happy and energized his mother was when she was doing regular exercise, he asked her if they could start exercising together. 
He said he loved how his mom was and he wanted to be more like her. I still get goosebumps when I think about that story because it shows what, an, what a profound impact we have on the people around us. But the whole point of this story is not, is not about all of these miraculous transformations she had. The truth is the reason she was able to do these things was because we did not start her journey by focusing on diet and exercise. We started her journey by focusing on the idea of self-acceptance. And once we got that right, everything else sort of fell into place. Now, I won't say it was a perfectly straight, smooth road, but it happened over the course of that six months that we worked together. So what is self-acceptance, right? And why does it matter? Self-acceptance is the ability to look at yourself and see yourself exactly as you are without judgment. And that's something that most of us aren't very good at. So I'll ask you again, how do you feel when you look in the mirror? What do you say when you look in the mirror? See, self-acceptance isn't this issue of self-capitulation or self-soothing. It means accepting ourselves, embracing our imperfections, and being okay with who we are. And the truth is, it's the only place where we can start to make the changes that we're seeking. It's like setting the starting point in your GPS. If you're in your car and you're using your GPS to navigate, how can you possibly arrive at your destination if you don't know where you're starting from? Self-acceptance allows us to see things as they are so that we can actually see what the true gap is between where we are and where we want to be. We can choose our path and push out all of that external noise that's coming at us from all sides. Self-acceptance is a way to build confidence because we come, become comfortable with who we are. We're able to set those boundaries for ourselves and do the things that matter to us. Self-acceptance determines how we show up in the world. And how we show up in the world has a profound effect on people around us, as you saw in Mary's case. Now, interestingly, self-love is a big, trendy thing. And a lot of people talk about it, right? If you want to be successful, you just need to love yourself more. And I think it gets a, it gets a misrepresentation and a bad rap publicly. And the reason being that how do you know what self-love looks like? How do you know when it's enough? You know, people say, just love yourself more and you'll be fine. But they don't tell you how. Besides the fact that when we struggle to accept ourselves as we are without judgment, I think self-love becomes much too big a leap for most people. So self-acceptance is a great place to start because it allows us to embrace and acknowledge what is. And by the way, what is is pretty awesome because self-acceptance isn't just looking at what we think are flaws or imperfections. And by the way, there is no such thing as perfect. It sounds boring and way too complicated, to, if you ask me, but it helps us not only embrace our quirks and unusual qualities, the things that we might want to improve, but it also allows us to recognize our skills, our accomplishments, the amazing human beings that we are, because you are an amazing human being. And a lot of times we don't take time to recognize who we are and what we've done, what we actually have to offer the world. So when we start focusing first on self-acceptance, it allows us to start from that place and build confidence and make better decisions based on the reality of today. Now, 
Self-acceptance takes practice. It requires a little bit of skill. It requires patience, perseverance, and it also requires self-compassion because it does take time to let go of those judgments. You know, research shows that we have anywhere from 50 to 70,000 thoughts a day, and most of those thoughts are the same from one day to the next. So as I said earlier, your subconscious mind's job is to create the reality you tell it. Now, most of those thoughts, the 50 to 70,000 that are repeated day to day, most of those thoughts are about ourselves. So think about that. If you're repeating the same negative information to your brain tens of thousands of times a day, every day for years and years, is it any wonder that this is a difficult concept to grasp? And talking about self-love, I looked up in the thesaurus, what is self-love, some of the synonyms, and it came back with narcissism, uh, egocentricity, vanity. And when I looked up self-acceptance in the thesaurus, it came back with, did you mean self-importance? Now, it's no wonder that many of us struggle with the whole idea of these things because they have such a negative connotation around them. And it's understandable why people don't talk about it very much. But this is the starting point for your journey. This is what will help you determine your path to success. So one of the things that you can do to help with building self-acceptance is a simple exercise. It's going to sound a little strange, but I challenge you to try it. I promise it will change your life. Ready? For 30 days in a row, and they have to be in a row. If you miss a day, you have to start over. Stand in front of a full-length mirror, either naked or in your underwear. And <laughs> I do recommend that you have some privacy when you do this. Stand in that mirror, look at yourself head to toe, and then look yourself in the eye and say positive things about yourself. Say positive things to yourself. Compliment yourself on things you've done, all the good things you can think about. If there's a body part you're not especially happy with, put your hands on it and tell it about all the amazing things it does for you. Thank you, belly, for digesting my food. Thank you, legs, for allowing me to run after my kids or grandkids or play with my pet. Do this for two to three minutes and then hold your gaze, say your name, and then say, I love you. And at this point, a deep breath helps. When you do this exercise for 30 days, you will be amazed at the changes you experience. At first, it may feel emotional. It may feel awkward. And I'll tell you, I dealt with this myself, which is why I know how powerful it can be. Some years ago, I was very unhappy with my life. I hated my body. I had basically no confidence, and I definitely didn't feel lovable. I had heard about this in a seminar I attended by Jack Canfield, and I decided to try it. I thought, what have I got to lose, right? So that first day, I remember standing there in my underwear, staring at myself. I'm pretty sure I stood there for about 10 minutes unable to think of a single positive thing to say. I cried. To be honest, I ugly cried at that point. I almost quit. I was so frustrated. I thought, I feel really stupid standing here in my underwear, bawling in my own bedroom. But I promised myself I was going to do this no matter what. So I took a deep breath, 
And I started with simple things like the color of my eyes, the fact that I'd gone to work that day and other things that were more superficial in nature. At the end of that first session, I honestly dropped on the floor bawling as soon as I said, Julie, I love you. It was really hard. I'd never said anything nice to myself before that day. And the second day I cried again, but not as much. And the third day it started to get a little easier. And you know what? After two weeks, I started looking forward to my mirror sessions. I realized that there were positive things about myself that I had refused to acknowledge before. I actually started to like myself. And I wasn't even paying attention, but over the course of those 30 days, I had started to take better care of myself. I was eating better. I was exercising more consistently. And I realized it was because I had finally decided that I was worthy of doing those things. After 30 days, I felt so different. Actually, I was different. I was a completely different person. And I can tell you with certainty that you'll have a similar experience. Even the most confident people you know have their own set of fears and doubts, self-criticisms. This isn't something that comes to people naturally. We're not programmed that way. We are programmed genetically to look for problems. And so that's what we do. And society continues to tell us we're wrong, we're bad, we're missing, we're lacking because we don't have these particular things. I'll tell you what. All of those quirks that you have, all of those amazing skills and qualities that you have make up the mosaic of who you are as a person. And you are awesome. And don't ever let anyone else tell you differently, especially not yourself. Look, this may sound a little bit strange compared to what you're used to doing, but I promise you, if you have very specific goals to accomplish, Starting with self-acceptance is going to help you ride your bike out of that dieting hell that I was talking about earlier, right? One of the things I love about Jack Canfield, you'll hear me talk about him a lot. He wrote a book called The Success Principles. And one of the things that he says in that book is you are 100% responsible for your life. And I couldn't agree more. Now, Bear with me. I know that can be a difficult pill to swallow for some of us, but the truth is you are 100% responsible for your actions and your behaviors. No one else can do those things for you. So the great thing about being 100% responsible for your life is it isn't just about the bad stuff, the difficult stuff, acknowledging that we're not where we want to be. It's also super empowering because it means you get to change. Remember how I talked about feeding those thoughts into the subconscious mind? Our brains are neuroplastic, which means we can form new belief pathways. We can start believing new things. It's possible when you can practice something like this mirror work and start working on that point of self-acceptance. Because your brain will change, your beliefs will change. And I realize that maybe we can't control our thoughts but we can learn to control how we respond to them. Isn't that cool? I think that's a, such the most empowering thing to know about because neuroplasticity, neuroelasticity is just a phenomenal thought. We always thought the brains were stagnant, that we can't change it. That's, it is the way it is. But now we know 
that's just something, a protective mechanism that we hide behind. So if you think you're too busy or you don't have the time or you don't deserve to pursue the things you want to pursue, to feel the things you want to feel, to do the things you want to do in life, think again. It's time to put yourself on that path. Give yourself the tools to help catapult yourself forward on the path you want to travel, not the one they're trying to mold you into as you go along. I love the idea of self-acceptance. I work on this with my clients because it's so critical. I remember at the beginning of a couple of my programs, we spend a lot of time working on this stuff. And I had one lady say to me, oh, when are we going to get to the good stuff? I appreciate all this, you know, feel good about yourself stuff, but I really am just looking for a meal plan. And she had struggled with weight for most of her adult life, had a very difficult relationship with food. And I sat down with her on a one-on-one -on -one and I said, why don't we go through these things together? And again, some of that self-talk that came out of that conversation was pretty revealing she shocked herself, actually. And so once she was able to embrace that and become aware of what was going on in her, in her mind, that inner bully that we all have to deal with, it was amazing how it transformed her life. And one of the things that she said to me was, I'm so glad you made me do this. Now, I didn't make her do anything. It's always a choice, right? We get to choose our actions and our behaviors. We're the only ones who can. But her willingness to embrace this practice, her willingness to look inside and deal with the, in, the discomfort of looking inward created an amazing transformation in her life that I don't have time to go into, unfortunately. But think about that for your own journey. What would you like it to look like? How can you use these tools to help yourself on that journey? Where do you need to look to find the solutions? Are you courageous enough to do this mirror work? I think you are. Fear is just the flip side of courage, and you have it. We spend so much time being afraid of missing something, not being good enough, how about if we flip fear on its head and embrace courage instead? Self-acceptance is a great way to help you do that, by the way. Take a chance on yourself because you're worth it. My name is Julie Medesi. I am an online health master health coach, holistic health practitioner. And I'm telling you that unless we work from the inside out, our health is never going to change. Our bodies need to heal from the inside out. We cannot change the outside until we change what's inside. So stop trying to put up the walls and curtains before your foundation of your house is laid. Take a step back and help yourself with self-acceptance. Help, help yourself embrace the courage that you know you have so that you can follow the path that you were meant to follow. The world needs your gifts. And as soon as you're healthy enough and courageous enough and strong enough to follow the path you were meant to, your gifts are going to be there for the rest of the world. And as I said before, what you do, the way you accept yourself, the way you show up in the world has an amazing impact on the world around you. So be that change, as they say, that you want to see in the world. I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to hear about your journey. Please feel free to reach out anytime. 
My information will be in the show notes. I would love to talk to you because this is really important stuff. You matter. And if you don't believe that, I'm here to hold that belief for you until you can take it back for yourself. Again, thank you for your time today. It was such a pleasure to speak with you. I look forward to interacting in the lobby and getting to know your story. So maybe we can share those with the rest of the world. Please join us out there and enjoy the rest of the sessions because we have some amazing people. Thank you for joining this inspirational talk on the Take Action Now Summit. Inspired Choices Network and our expert speakers are excited to connect with you and learn about your desires to evolve and grow in 2024. If you'd like to learn more about everything Inspired Choices Network offers, including future summits, please email us at info at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com.